Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Rabbi Ram Goldhai, and today we're Yavamas, Daf Yud Ches, the second parak, Ketzad. The second parak has been generally sponsored by the Hatzlacha of Avadya ben Leia and his family. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, after Rabbi clarifies that Abrais reflects the opinion of Rabbi Meir, who holds there is no Zika, Abai challenged this based on a mission that Rebbe Meir himself taught that states, if there are four brothers, two of whom married two sisters, and those that married the sisters died childless, so that the widows fell to the remaining brothers. The widows require chalitza and may not do yibum. Or she explains that this is because each one is achuzukukaso, the sister of his zukuka. The concept of achuzukukaso is predicated on the idea that there is a zika. Now, if there's no Zika, then Hani Mitre Batikasin, these widows come from two different households, and since each one is a widow of a different brother, let one brother do Yibum to one widow, and let the other brother do Yibum to the other. Rabbi answered that Rabbi Meir holds that there is no Zika, and the reason for his ruling in this mission is because he holds Asulavato Mitzvah Yabam. It's forbidden to be Mavato the Mitzvah of Yibum. If Yibum was permitted, then perhaps after one brother does Yibum, the other one will die, and the first brother will not be able to do Yibum or Chalitza to the other widow, because she's an Ervet to him, being that she is a sister of his Yavama. Therefore, Rebmer prohibits either brother from doing Yibum and requires him to do Chalitza. Pointing to the next Mishnah discusses another case of Eshel Zachiv Shohiyabalamo, where the third brother was born after the second brother did Yibum to the first brother's wife. The Tanakhama holds that if the second brother dies, the third brother may not do Yibam or Chalitza to either Yavama or Hertzar because Yavama has the status of Eshaz Achiv Shoyavalamo, and Hertzar is the Tsar of an Erva. Rabbi Shimon says he may do Yibam or Chalitza to either one. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds that since the Yavama became the wife of the second brother before the third brother was born, she never fell to Yibam to the third brother from his first brother. Therefore, she's not an erva to him, and he may do Yibam or Chalitza to either her or her tsara. And pointing with you, Rabbi Oshia says, Rabbi Shimon, af Rabbi Shimon also disagrees with the first mission the Perakin holds, that even if the third brother was born before the second brother did Yibam, if the second brother dies childless after doing Yibam with the Yavama, the third brother may take her, since she's not considered Eshel Zachiv Shalayi The more explains that, that Rabbi Shimon holds that there is Zika between every Yavam and Yavama, and he also holds that a woman bound to a man in Zika is considered like a full wife. Rashi explains that even though the third brother is born before the Yibum, since the Yavama is considered like the Yavam's wife, it's as though he was born after the second brother took her in Yibum. The Gemara continues with a lengthy analysis of Rabbi Oshia's position, and on the next daf, will successfully refute it. So once again, the three points are number one. After Rabbi clarifies that a Bryce reflects the opinion of Rabbi Meir who holds, there is no Zika, Abai challenged this based on a mission that Rabbi Meir himself taught, that states, if there are four brothers, two of whom married two sisters, and those that married the sisters died childless, so that the widows fell to the remaining brothers, the widows require chalitza and may not do yibum. Well, she explains that this is because each one is achuzukukaso, the sister of his zukuka. The concept of achuzukukaso is predicated on the idea that there is a zika. Now, if there's no zika, then hani mitre batikasin. These widows come from two different households, and since each one is a widow of a different brother, let one brother do yibum to one widow, and let the other brother do yibum to the other. Rabbi answered that Rabbi Meir holds that there is no Zika, and the reason for his ruling in this Mishnah is because he holds Asu Levato Mitzvah Yavam. It's forbidden to be Mavato the Mitzvah of Yibum. 
If Yibum was permitted, then perhaps after one brother does Yibum, the other one will die, and the first brother will not be able to do Yibum or Chalitza to the other widow, because she's an Arabic to him, being that she is a sister of his Yavama. Therefore, Rabmir prohibits either brother from doing Yibum and requires him to do Chalitza. Point number two, the next Mishnah discusses another case of Eshazachiv Shohiyabalamo, where the third brother was born after the second brother did Yibum to the first brother's wife. The Tanakhama holds that if the second brother dies, the third brother may not do Yibam or Chalitza to either Yavama or Hertzar because Yavama has the status of Eshaz Achiv Sholeyavalamo, and Hertzar is the Tsar of an Erva. Rabbi Shimon says he may do Yibam or Chalitza to either one. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds that since the Yavama became the wife of the second brother before the third brother was born, she never felt to Yibam to the third brother from his first brother. Therefore, she's not an erva to him, and he may do Yibam or Chalitza to either her or her tsara. And point number three, Rabbi Oshia says, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon also disagrees with the first mission the Perakin holds, that even if the third brother was born before the second brother did Yibam, if the second brother dies childless after doing Yibam with the Yavama, the third brother may take her, since she's not considered Eshel Zachiv Shalei The Gemara explains that, yesh zika vazika that Rabbi Shimon holds that there is Zika between every Yavam and Yavama. And he also holds that a woman bound to a man in Zika is considered like a full wife. Rashi explains that even though the third brother is born before the Yibum, since the Yavama is considered like the Yavam's wife, it's as though he was born after the second brother took her in Yibum. The Gemara continues with a lengthy analysis of Rabbi Oshia's position, and on the next daf, will successfully refute it. All right, so now we go to our simon daf Yudches, and our standard simon is a chuppah, because ben Yudches lo chuppah, an 18-year-old, should go to chuppah. So here goes. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for a psak, that is asetim the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavim had been born after the Yibum, and immediately sent back a message that even if the baby had been born before the Yibum, that there is Zika. And the Yavam is like a full-fledged wife. Once again, it's a motion. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's asked to be mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah. Chuppah? That must be one of Yodches. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's asked to be mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, which reminds me of Mer holds that there is no zika. And the reason for his ruling that two sisters that fall to Yibum to two brothers must do Khalid says because he holds it's forbidden to be the mitzvah of Yibum. If Yibum was permitted, then perhaps after one brother does Yibum, the other one will die. And then the first one will not be able to do Yibum or Chalitza to the other widow because she's an Ervatim, being that she is a sister of his Yavama. Therefore, Remir prohibits either brother from doing Yibum and requires him to do Chalitza. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that's Asadibim Avato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon holds that a baby born after a second brother does Yibum may do Yibum or Chalitza to the Yavama from the first brother or her tsara. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds that since the Yavama became the wife of the second brother before the third brother was born, she never felt a Yibum to the third brother. Therefore, she's not an erva to him, and he may do Yibum or Chalitza to either her or her tsara. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's Asetibim Avato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, and immediately sent back a message that even if the baby had been born before the Yibum, that there is Zika, and the Yavam is like 
a full-fledged wife. Which reminds Rabbi Oshia says, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon also disagrees with the first mission in the Perak and holds that even if the third brother was born before the second brother did Yibum, if the second brother dies childless after doing Yibum with the Yavama, the third brother may take her since she's not considered The Gemara explains, The Rabbi Shimon holds that there is Zika between every Yavam and Yavam, and he also holds that a woman bound to a man in Zika is considered like a full-fledged wife. So once again, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that's Ashitimim Mavatal, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, and immediately sent back a message that even if the baby had been born before the Yibum, that there is Zika, and the Yavam is like a full-fledged wife. All right, now it's time for our four blabat chazara. Daf Yedal. So the symbol Daf Yedal is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskel announced whom the halacha follows, which reminds us. The Gemara says that Rishakish and Rav hold that Beishamai did not follow their own opinion regarding being matya the tsaros of an erva to do yibum, and Rav Yochan and Shmuel hold they did. The Gemara asks Amos, when did this malchokas of Beishamai and Beisil take place? If you say it was before Basco announced that the halacha always follows Beis Hillel, then what would be the explanation of those who hold the Beis Shammai do not follow their own opinion? And if it was after the Basco, then what would be the reasoning of those who hold that Beis Shammai did not follow Beis Hillel? The Gemara clarifies that the Malkogos could have taken place either before or after the Basco, and each opinion would have a rationale for their position. So the juggle who started to juggle right after he heard a Basco announced whom the halacha follows entertained judges from two separate Bate Dinim in one city. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, according to those who say that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, why was there no issue here of Lo-Sis-Go-Dudu? Which means Lo-Sasu, Agudus, Agudus, do not make separate factions. Rabbi answered that Lo-Sis-Go-Dudu only applies within one court when some of the judges follow Beis Shammai and some follow Beis Hillel. But in a case where there are two Bate Dinim in one town, where one falls Beis Shammai and the other falls Beis Hillel, there is no problem of Lo-Sis-Go-Dudu. So the juggle who started to juggle right after he heard a baskel announce whom the halacha follows entertained judges from two separate bate dinim in one city and was delighted to see that despite all their disagreements they still treated each other with chiba and reyus. Which reminds us it was stated in the Bryce that even though Beisham Beisil disagreed about being matir tsaros in the case of Yibum and other halachos Beishamai did not refrain from marrying women from Beisilel, and Beisil did not refrain from marrying women from Beishamai. To teach you that they treated each other with affection and friendship to fulfill that which is stated, love, truth, and peace. Dav Tezvav, so the similar Dav Tezvav relates to the fruit of Tubishpat, and we use a fruit bowl. So here goes. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be learned Dav Tezvav. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of bearing off his daughter's tzara, which reminds us, the Gemara continues the discussion whether Beis Shammai followed their own opinion and brings up rights to the states Rabbi Tarfan, who was a Talmud of Beis Shammai, said, Te'avani tavu I desire the time when the tzara of my daughter, who is currently married to my brother, will fall into my hand, and I will marry her in Yibam, since marrying a tzara of an Arab is only permitted. According to Beis Shammai, this is proof that Beis Shammai followed their opinion. The Gemara answered, Rabbi Tarfan said, Ba'asiena, and I will marry her off to someone else without doing chalitza, which would be permitted according to Beis Hila. And Rabbi Tarfan sought to preclude the opinion of Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, who attempted to accommodate the views of both Beis Shammai 
and Beis Hilber requiring every tzara do chalitza. By stating that chalitza is not necessary, Bertarfan was showing that he disagreed with Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri's suggestion. So the rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of mirroring off his daughter's tzara and tobled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, which reminds us Marzutra attempted the show that Beishamai followed their own opinion based on the following b'risa. Maisa b'shokas Yehu sh'ayitz b'shoim. There was an incident with Yehu's trough in Yushalayim, which was connected to an adjoining mikvah, and all the tower foods were prepared, there, meaning that their kalim were immersed there. And Beishamai sent and widened it, for they held that it's not valid until the majority of the dividing wall is broken, so that the waters mix over a large area and not just through a hole. The more rejects his proof, saying that one who sees the Talmud of Beishamai breaking up the wall of Yehu's trough would say that he's doing it to increase the amount of water in the trough. So the rabbi who bought a fruit ball as a gift in anticipation of marrying off his daughter's tzara and toboled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, refused to answer a shaila about whether tzara's abbas is mutter and yibum out of fear that some people might want to crush his skull. Which reminds us, Gamor brings another proof that Beishamai followed their own opinion. Yeshua was asked, Tsar Sabas Mahu, what is the luck regarding the Tsar of one's daughter? Is one permitted to her in Yibu? He answered, that's a Malkuz Beisham Beisila. And when pressed regarding who the Halakha follows, he answered, Why are you putting my head between two great mountains, between the two great factions of Beisham Beisila? I'm afraid they might crush my skull. Rush explains that if he ruled in favor of Beisila, then those who are rendered to be Mamzerim might kill him. The more explains that if you say Beishamai followed their own opinion, that's why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid that those rendered Mamzeri might kill him. But if Beishamai followed Beishillel, what was he afraid of? Dav Tezayin. So the similar Dav Tezayin is toes, and we often use an acrobat with big toes. So here goes. The poor acrobat with large toes. Acrobat with large toes? That must be on Dav Tezayin. The poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stunts, which reminds us that Rabbi Dosman Harkin has clarified to a delegation Rabbanim that he held like Basil that Tsar's Bito Asura, and that it was his brother Yonason, who was the Talmud of Beishama, who held Tsar's Bito as Mutter, and he had 300 reasons to back up his position. So, the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stunts, ran off to Amun Amov, where he hoped to collect Maeser Ani during Shviz. Which reminds us, Haggai's second ruling was, Amun Amov ma'asu Maeser Ani b'Shviz. Jews in Amun Amov give Maeser Ani in the seventh year. Only the lands of the ones from Babel conquered would be sanctified for future times and be subject to the laws that apply in Eretz Yisrael. And they left over some areas unsanctified in order that the poor should rely on them for produce during Shviz. Rashi explains that the poor in Eretz Yisrael would come to Amun Amov during Shviz and hire themselves out as agricultural workers and also receive Leket Shechopeah so the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stuns, ran off to Amon Moab, where he hoped to collect Maeser Ani during Shviz, and was relieved to meet the minister of the world who told him that he'd never seen a tzaddik forsaken, which reminds us, it was the Sarha Olam, the minister of the world, which is a malach, into whose hands the whole world has been given, who recited the Pasuk, Narayisi Gamzikanti, Lareisi Tzaddik Nezav. I have been a youth and also old, but I have not seen a tzaddik forsaken, nor his children begging for food. The Marashah explains that since this malach existed from the time of creation, his testimony that he never saw a tzaddik forsaken is truly remarkable. Daf Yedzayin, so the similar Daf Yedzayin is a used car, and we often use a used car salesman. So here goes. The non-Jewish used car salesman, used car salesman, that must mean we're on Daf Yedzayin.
The non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos, which reminds us on the bottom of Tessalon Amma Bay's review to set in the name of Ravasi, if an idol is Makadish a Jewish woman nowadays, we suspect that it's a valid condition because he might be a Jew from the Aseris Shvatim, from the Ten Tribes. Rush explains that Ravasi holds that a child born from a Jewish man and a Gentile woman is a Jewish mamzer, and therefore, nowadays, we suspect that every non-Jewish man from the place where the Ten Tribes dwell is a Jewish mamzer descendant from the Ten Tribes, and we need to suspect that the condition is valid. Shmuel said that there is isn't a problem for a child born from a Jewish father to a Gentile woman is not Jewish, and there isn't a concern about the children born from Jewish women from the Ten Tribes, because either they were not able to give birth because of the long, difficult journey, or because the Navim declared that their offspring should be considered complete idolaters. So the non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father, which reminds us that the source that Neishas Hakiv Shoyel Belomo is not taking Yibum is from the Pasiki Yeshua Akim Yachtov when brothers dwell together and one of them dies childless. This implies that the brothers dwelled at the same time in the world, excluding the wife of one's non-contemporary brother. Reviewer then expands to the word Yachtov together teaches Miuchadim Anachla joined in regard to inheritance, which Rashi explains means that they inherit each other. Prat excluding from Yibum one's brother from a mother. Rava said that the source that Yibum was only for paternal brothers is learned from the Gzer Shava of Achva Achva Mimine Yaakov. So, the non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father, who were racing to make it to the wedding of the mother of a deceased Shomer's Yavam to a Yavam because they held there was no Zika. Which reminds us, Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, Shomer's Yavam Shemesam Muta Be'ima of a woman who was awaiting her Yavam died before he did Yibum or Chalitza, he's permitted to marry her mother. The Gemara says that we see the Rav Huna holds Ein Zika. There is no Zika bond between the Yavam and his Yavama. Rush explains that we do not look at the Zika to the Yavama as a bond that makes you like an Arusa, an engaged woman who would forbid her mother to him after her death. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one. Which stuff do we learn from Yachtav that Yibam only applies to paternal brothers who are Miyuchani Lenachla? They inherit each other. That's on Duff. Yidzain. Good number two. Which stuff do we learn? Ramir holds Asulavato Mitzvah Yivami. That's on Duff. Yudchas. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn? The Nasarha Olam was the one that recited the Pasuk Naha Yisi. That's on Duff. Tezain. Good number four. Which of the one the Rav Huna holds that a Shomer's Yavam that dies, the Yavam is muttered to her mother because he holds there is no Zika. That's on Duff. Yudzai. Good number five. Which of the one Rabbi Oshia says that Rabbi Shimon holds that even a baby born before Yibam is not considered Eshel Zachiv Shalei and that Zika Kukunusa Dami. That's on Duff. Yudchas. Good number six. Which of the one why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid to paskin about Saras Abbas and rule publicly if he held like Beis Shammai or Beis Hillel? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number seven. Which of the one that the Jews in Amun Amov gave Maiso Ani during Shviz? That's on Duff. Tezain. Good number eight. Which of the one that Shmuel said that there is no concern that Goim can be Jewish mumsers descended from the Aserah says Shvatim, the ten tribes? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number nine. Which stuff the Rabbi Shimon holds? That a baby born after Yibam is not considered Eshel Zachiv Shalohi That's on Duff. Yudches. Good. And number ten. Which stuff the we do not say Losi Skodudu when there are two Bate Dinim in one town? That's on Duff. 
Yadad. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which of the Minhagim for Avelis were changed due to sensitivity to the poor, which is why people are now buried in simple linen shrouds? That's on Duff. Chavzayin mode cotton good number two. Which stuff did we learn that Shadim are like the Malchei Asharis in three ways and like humans in three ways? That's on Duff. Tezayin Chagiga good. And number three. Which stuff did we learn that Kush Baruch Hu saved the moon from embarrassment by making sure the moon's indent never faces the sun? That's on Duff. Chav Gimel and Rosh Hashanah. Excellent. Right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.